you're not taking into account exactly how big these guys are. You're not scaling your requirements if you're sitting in this organization to be able to realistically ask things out of them. All right, well, I'm thoroughly dis dissatisfied with LinkedIn today because not really sure if it's working, but hey, everyone, Brian Hoagley here. Welcome back to CISO Life. Uh, yeah, haven't been here in a while. La family R&R, much needed. Glad I took it. As I was telling some of my marketing interns this morning, you know, the value of disconnecting from corporate, your work, whatever it is, is incredible, right? Your ability to just step away from work, disassociate from whatever the issues are that you've got and seeing, and allow your brain to recharge, rethink, solve some problems. You wouldn't believe how many times I solve problems like either chopping wood or riding my bike and I'm not actually working on something, I can come back and I feel refreshed, able to actually address the issues at hand that I want. So anyway, highly recommend it. Take uh, advantage of your vacation time. Your company gave it to you. Don't squander it. So feeling pretty good, relaxed, took a long break before that, just wasn't in the right headspace to talk to anybody. Sorry. Sorry. Um, world's going through a lot right now. And, you know, we're all trying to get through it. So uh, anyway, while I was on my adventures off into the uh, great uh, upstate New York area, um, had some interesting discussions with some just local folks, just some just some other stuff. I was kind of just you know going through, uh, meeting with, talking with business owners, um, and you know obviously I'm really always intrigued about like what other people are doing, and people are naturally very in interested in you know, what should they be doing around cybersecurity? What, you know, what can they do? And just a lot of really interesting conversations with small businesses. And one of the things that kind of struck me, um, and we're starting to see this with clients now, um, which is kind of fortunate and unfortunate, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, we've we've put this big push onto relooking at our supply chain, you know, like who is in it? Can we trust them? Vendors are the problem for larger organizations because their security is weaker and blah, blah, blah. So we, we know that. Like, that's, that's fine. But what, what I found interesting is that everyone, kind of like insurance, just wants to kind of transfer that risk to whomever it is inside of that third party. So you're, and follow me along here, you are a decent-sized org, okay? And you have a number of different suppliers, companies that work for you, provide you a service. Now you and your security team, rightfully so, should be very interested in obviously the security for your organization. And you should start being interested in the security of your, of your suppliers, okay? I get that. Currently, the means that like everyone takes to like go address this, um, this issue is hammer these guys with um, third party assessment questionnaires, right? We're just going to give a whole big suite of questions that ask, hey, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing what I expect? By the way, I don't really know what I expect, but here's a questionnaire. Go answer it. Now, this is this is fine if the world operated with you as your only organization and you and your suppliers, but it doesn't. You see, uh, these guys are also servicing other companies, 
So they have other organizations that are out there that they are working with and supporting. So you see how this starts getting really kind of crazy. You have the ability up here to ask any questions you want. You can drive the agenda through your contracts. You can determine who's going to get the business, your business by, um, uh, by implementing, you know, what you want to see in your controls. What I think people are failing to realize is that there is becoming an undue burden upon this supply chain to realistically one answer questions, which I can, I can tell you from experience, not a lot of them quite understand what you're asking. Two, I bet you you don't even know what you're asking half the time anyway. Um, so I kind of question sometimes the, the uh, these questionnaires that uh, organizations put out for their suppliers uh, to answer. And it's uh, it's kind of a shame. So what I'm guess I'm doing is saying, hey, look, from a call to action standpoint, right? If you're watching, if you're watching me and you're, you know, you're paying attention to CISO life, you are a CISO. Okay. Some of my friends out there are CISOs and you're, you're trying to figure out how to wrap your hands around all of this, or you're a director of IT or, or, you know, an, an analyst or an engineer or, or an army of one inside of a, one of these suppliers here. And you're trying to figure out, you know, just how to get your act together from a security standpoint. How can you prove to your clients that you have the ability to service them safely, securely and whatnot? Um, what I think needs to really happen is a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a come to Jesus with our larger enterprise folks and our smaller supply chains, because the frustration that's happening at this level here okay, is that these guys don't have their act together. The reality is that some of these probably do, they just can't articulate it very well. And two, you're probably asking questions that you would expect you yourself to be meeting, and you're not taking into account that this organization is a 20-person machine shop. This is a 100-person retail operation. Uh, this is, you know, some healthcare practitioner that's a two- you know, it's a two-person organization that's supporting and feeding data into some larger enterprise type of, you know, healthcare system, right? A lot of different sectors in that example, but do you see what I'm saying? You're not taking into account exactly how big these guys are. You're not scaling your requirements if you're sitting in this organization to be able to realistically ask things out of them. And I think a lot of that is because I don't want to say it's lazy, but it's a lot easier to just say, here's the questionnaire, go answer it. Oh, you didn't answer it. Uh, that's a problem. The reality is, is that we need to be scaling. And I think I've, I've done a video on this before, but just diving into that, this is an actual, this is becoming a problem for this group. We, we really, you really need to kind of like right size, what are your expectations, right? Do these guys just process zip codes and these guys process your most critical information? Why are they both getting the same questionnaire? Why are you holding them to the, both to the same standard? Stop, don't do it because it's not going to help you and it's only going to infuriate them you're basically going to lose the ability to have these people provide you services. And here's the other issue that came up, right? By just inundating our small supply chain folks with these questionnaires and putting kind of unrealistic expectations on their security practices, you're adding a significant amount of cost, not only to their ability to function, because now you're forcing them to spend money on things. And look, rightfully so, there are some controls and things that everybody should be doing that you should be spending money on. But if your expectations and bar is set here, 
and they're processing zip codes, you're putting an undue financial burden on this organization. What I'm saying is that not only are you impacting this, but I'm going to bet that you're probably sitting here in this organization and you don't realize it. You're going to start seeing your costs go up and your CFO is not going to be quite happy if you eventually realize it because this money is going to be baked into these services and passed to you as a fee. So if you're in the security department and you're a CISO and you're putting unrealistic expectations into another area on the contract, those costs eventually go up, maybe not this year, but next year, those costs might eventually end up hitting your budget. So by trying to secure yourself and your supply chain and not taking a thoughtful way to approach how to assess these folks, you've actually cost yourselves a lot more money. Hmm. Probably not what you want to be doing when you're going around for budget time. It's like, oh, hey, CISO Brian, uh, how did everything go with, well, we increased our costs for our third-party vendor management, not because we needed more licensing for this magical program that could assess all of these things, which didn't work, but the contracts that we enforced on these folks and the requirements forced them to increase their costs that came back to us. Anyway, I see it's something happening. Um, I don't think it needs to. It doesn't need to play out this way. It really, it doesn't. It does not need to go down this way. I think we need to, you know, kind of rethink setting expectations. Don't take the easy way out when you're, uh, you know, assessing your third parties, right? And likewise, if you are that third party, start getting realistic about pushing back. Be able to start articulating what you do, what you don't do, what you're planning on doing, okay? It's not impossible. The folks in these organizations, these larger enterprises, should not be unreasonable when you start discussing security, okay? Again, position what it is you do. If you've got a good handle on who you are, what your assets are, the type of data that you have, where your data is, who has the accesses, and you can articulate that. Well, why not be able to talk through uh, maybe some of these unrealistic uh, expectations being set by the larger organizations? I know I've done that. I've done that as a CISO to another CISO in an organization. I've done that supporting clients in this space to larger uh, organizations. They're not unreasonable. They're people. Pick up the phone. Get on the horn with them. Solve some problems. Um, don't just flip back and forth some Excel spreadsheets that are you think are magically going to, one, save your butt up here because you asked the questions, and two, you're going to get away with saying you did something when you didn't. Anyway, some food for thought. Just a quick hit. Wanted to bring back uh, myself back into the studio. Glad that I did. Anyway, stay tuned for some more stuff coming out. We are excited to kind of get into the end of the summer and the season, having a number of different guests come onto the show, Plan on now that I've rebuilt some of the uh, studio and the lights and our overlays and everything. So check those out. Love your feedback. But drop a comment down below. Follow me on uh, you know on either LinkedIn or on Twitter uh, or here on YouTube, whatever it is. But drop a comment down below. Am I wrong? Am I right? Where is this going to work? Where is this not going to work? You tell me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and we will get back to that. Hey, by the way, next Thursday, 5 p.m., uh, Eastern time side channel. Um, my, uh, my favorite company, just because I happen to work for them, uh, sponsoring a all CISOs open social. So I know we all love the conference scene and we haven't been able to get to it every once in a while, but I know everyone who goes to conferences loves that section after the late afternoon keynote where everyone breaks and enjoys some cocktails and some discussions. Well, 
we thought we would bring that to you. So bring your own beers or whatever um, and look for the registration link coming out this week. We will be hosting that next Thursday, five to six and whenever we kick anybody out uh, in the afternoon on next Thursday, I believe it's the 28th. Please, I hope it's the 28th because I don't want to look at my calendar, but I think that's it. Anyway, stay tuned. Follow me for some more. Check out uh, that stuff. Hit me up on the links below. Obviously, hashtag Cecil Life. I'm Brian Hoagley. Thanks for having me back. Hope everybody's doing well. Take care. Be safe. Bye.